0: Assalamu <laughs> alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Today I have a brother Umar from. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where he's from, he's going to tell himself, but uh, he's an amazing brother, he's an author, and today we'll be reviewing his book and how it may benefit you as a part of Umar. Assalamu alaikum, brother Umar, how are you? Wa
1: alaikum, wabarakatuh. I'm doing very good, very, very well. That's awesome. How about you?
0: Great, <laughs> great. The funny thing is today is we're like we're not, as you know we are based in Europe um, and uh, everybody it's very calm at the office. We have thousands of people, but today it's calm because it's Christmas Day. But okay. as Muslims, we work, and that's why we are here. And just tell me, tell me this, tell me, uh, tell me, and tell our listeners or readers who you are, what you do, where you're from, very briefly, so we have a you know context.
1: Okay, so my name is Umar Suley, and uh, I'm from Senegal originally. I, um, I grew up here from a traditional Muslim family, and then uh, went on to study, actually, mathematics in, in France and then Canada, um, which is what I do. But then I went into entrepreneurship as well. I research uh, many, many entrepreneurs, Muslim entrepreneurs. And now I'm not a writer. I write books on success uh, from the Muslim side. That's awesome.
0: I mean, yeah, actually the next question will be about this book. So You said you write, a, you write uh, about Muslim entrepreneurship and I'm holding here one of your books is called The Muslim Entrepreneur, 10 Success Principles from the Great Muslim Entrepreneurs. Can you, can you tell us why are you writing this book and what was the inspiration?
1: Okay, I I love to tell the story because, uh, as you know from my background, growing up here, uh, all all I heard about all all my life is uh, people like Plato, Kant, you know, every great thinker is pretty much non-Muslim when you go to school. And um, I I always wonder what did our people do, really? (laughs) And and then uh, growing up as well, In around 1994, uh, we had an economic crisis Um, in Senegal, which was a former French colony. They colonized over 80 years, this country. Um, Overnight, the currency was devalued. So overnight, you could be today uh, buying bread for $1, and next morning, it will be $2, just like this. Wow. Because the bankers decided that's the way to go. And I remember people stopped buying bread. People stopped buying uh, milk or any necessity. It, it was very hard. Alhamdulillah, for my family it was okay. But that put a seed in my head. That money is important. You see um, creating wealth, being independent, not depending on uh, any foreign country or anybody, if you have a boss right now, it's the same story. I hear so many times people depend on someone else to provide for them as Muslims. And what we need to do is be independent in a way. And that's why I went to entrepreneurship because you get that freedom, you see. And as Muslims, we need to be free. This Allah SWT created us that way. So, uh, I I just researched Muslim entrepreneurs. I was really excited because when I went to Canada, I saw very, very wealthy Muslims. I was uh, very impressed. Uh, At the same time, uh, people were educated, etc., but they were entrepreneurs as well. I met uh, millionaire entrepreneurs, etc. It was very, very inspiring for me. So I went on to interview them and put them in a book. The Muslim Entrepreneur: Ten Success Principles from the Greatest Muslim entrepreneur. So, uh, alhamdulillah, that that's that's my story here.
0: Sounds good. I mean, you know, um, I, I'm i also <laughs> I have to admit I'm, a, as you say, as a joke, a bookaholic, right? I read, I read, I, read, I like reading books, and it's one of your your books. One of those, you know, um, physical books I read, but recently, I most of the time I listen to audiobooks, and mm-hmm. Actually, your story reminds me another great story from another great writer. And maybe you already know this writer. I'm just going to mention briefly. Uh, you remember, just a second, what was his, um, I'm trying to remember this. Just a second. Do you remember, maybe you remember the author's name. I can't remember right now. So there was, um, I think, one of the billionaires, uh, past U.S. billionaires, I think his name was, what was his name? I think he was in the uh, steel industry and he actually hired another author and go out and interview all the successful, and I think as far as I know, at the time, American entrepreneurs and write a book about it. Do you remember this oh, book?
1: Oh, yes. That's uh, Andrew Carnegie. Exactly. Uh, Andrew
0: Carnegie. What was the name of the book? Uh, the, uh,
1: Th- think and Grow Rich.
0: Exactly. Think and Grow Rich. Yes. And, and the guy, I mean, this author, he did it, and his, uh, I mean, his book is and, and, until today is, I think, one of the best-selling uh, books when it comes to entrepreneurship and you know, uh, you know, self uh, sustenance So this story reminds me kind of uh, you, you know, you are starting out. I mean, in the book I've read it. I mean, of course, it's uh, it's very easy to read and. Um, you know, amazing book. I mean, for me personally, it was very easy. Read and based, I mean, based with the context, Islamic context, what Prophet ﷺ said, what Islam says, it was very amazing. At the same time, it's not just your opinion, right? You just went out to successful entrepreneurs, Muslim entrepreneurs, and you interviewed them and you got their um, ideas and the gems and put them into one book. It kind of reminds me this path. Because do you also see some similarity in that? Yes,
1: yes, yes, absolutely. Actually,
0: Brother Mark, are you there? In his I just, I just, sorry, I, I lost you, can you repeat after you said, actually?
1: Uh, actually uh, Napoleon Hill, that was his name, mm-hmm. he went out to interview the world's richest people exactly. uh, at that time. And I, I believe 500 of them, something like that. And then he, he put it into a book, put it in principles and, and uh, released it to the world. And it's, it's the same principle, really what are the successful Muslims doing? Because Mm -hmm. me, myself, uh, I have my opinions, right? Sure. But uh, what is more powerful is to interview people that have done it. Exactly. People that created millions and millions of dollars of wealth, uh, success, contribution. I I even interviewed founders of billion-dollar companies. Mm -hmm. uh, the father of the Wi-Fi technology. Yeah, that was an
0: interesting story, actually. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question a little bit later, it was, it was crazy. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. yes, yes. So uh, again, if you want to be wealthy, ask wealthy people. And here, as Muslims, we want to relate to those people as well. So that's why we go into Muslim entrepreneurs, because they do things differently. They so. give money differently, they believe different things, so, but they are very, very successful as well. Today, I'm not talking about a thousand years ago, I'm talking exactly. about today.
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. Just tell me this, as an author, how do you define an entrepreneur? That's my first question about entrepreneur. Who's an entrepreneur? Antre-
1: yes. Uh, an entrepreneur or a Muslim entrepreneur? Yeah, I will come to the lens so you can <laughs> tell okay. us the difference. An, an entrepreneur is just someone that provides value to the people. So, it's, it, it could be someone doing manufacturing, it could be an artist as well. It could be uh, someone making buildings, etc. All of those people are entrepreneurs. It's someone that sees a need in the market, and fulfills it by providing a service or a product. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, all you have to do is see what people need. Uh, Do they need transportation? Hey, go into the transportation business, you see, And, and provide that need.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, the reason I'm asking this question is not just to take clear brain. The, the whole thing is we want to we want to make it as simple as possible for the listeners, right? Because sometimes I think even I used to be myself. We, most of us, we see each ourselves like consumers. You know, uh-huh. we just walk around and follow. I mean, just use the product or use the service. We are kind of by nature, even Muslims, even humans. We just. Accustomed to that, that you know, this is a product, so we gotta use it, we gotta just consume that. Instead mm-hmm. of, as you said, the entrepreneur is someone who sees a need and fulfills it by offering a product or service. I mean, the, it's just a mindset shift, right? Instead of consuming to offering, to creating something, to create a solution. And that's exactly it. But just can you tell us, you know, since you're the author of this book, what is the, the, the difference between this kind of creative people called entrepreneurs? And Muslim entrepreneurs, is there a difference? If it is, so what do you think it is? Uh,
1: okay, so before I respond to your question, uh, I, I just want to emphasize the difference between a consumer and an entrepreneur. As you said, it's sure. very important. Uh, there is an entrepreneur called Kom Mirza that I interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, just before releasing the book, we, we sat down for all afternoon, really. To talk about entrepreneurship mindset, etc., and what he wants to do in the world. And uh, in his story, one time he went to Dubai, Dubai in the Middle East. They didn't have the iPhone six at that time, so um, you know the iPhone is is uh, released in the Western markets first, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes people have to wait six months in order to get it in the Middle East. So what he did is get a line of people uh, going to the iPhone store, the Apple store, and uh, he he would give them money to buy the iPhone, and then he would sell it to the Middle East. (laughs) Just from that operation, in one day, they made close to $2 million. Okay. Just discovering
0: the need and tapping into it,
1: right? Right. That's a need. You see, it's not complicated at, at all. It's just... Buying from here, selling, selling there. You it's just have uh, to look at the
0: world with different glasses.
1: <laughs> yes. And as a consumer, a consumer would be excited about the iPhone, right? Oh, did you see this phone? It's so great, blah, blah, blah. But he, he just sees a need in the Middle East. People have the means, but they don't have uh, that product. He would fulfill it and make his money right away. And every entrepreneur you talk to thinks that way.
0: Yeah, they're always looking at, the, you know, what's happening, what's the demand, what's the supply, and if I can be just <laughs> offer it and get, you know, benefit from that. But that, that, this, as I said, it's just uh, what I call the creative thinking, just mindset is different. Instead of saying, how can I get one, and saying, how can I get others get one, and at the same time, offer a solution. Yeah, that, that, I think that's the yes, key. Yes. That's the main key mindset, I would say.
1: Mindset. And then, uh, to come to your question, what's the difference between an entrepreneur and a Muslim entrepreneur. What, what's the difference between a Muslim and everybody else? And uh, you, you see, a Muslim, first of all, believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we also have the sunnah of the Prophet. We have a blueprint of success because, uh, as I mentioned in my book, the Muslim Advantage is the first chapter of the book. Um, we Muslims follow the Prophet, and he was an entrepreneur, and uh, sometimes we forget that aspect of his life. He was a trader, and uh, Mecca was known as the city of traders uh, in Arabia. So Islam really developed around trade, entrepreneurship, making money, etc. So in the Sunnah, we see so many hadiths, we see in the Quran so many... I is talking about trade, how to trade ethically, etc. And that's really something that's unique to Islam. We have a big advantage right here. And then, as a Muslim, you yourself, you are dependent on Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, so you get more faith on uh, who is the provider here. So you're not very worried about the outcome. Uh, let, let's say you want to sell... Uh, mangoes, okay, or, or you, you want to sell something on the internet, you, you don't worry too much about the consumer, will, will, people, will people buy your product, no. You just know that your risk is already written, all you have to do is ju- just do the work and wait for Allah small to give you the customers, the, the money, etc.
0: Awesome. So, I mean, what you're saying is, uh, is, is I'm just summarizing as a Muslim consumer, I mean, usually, right, entrepreneurs, they give a solution. And in our case, we don't, don't only give a solution, we also believe in a higher cause. That's what you're saying at the end of the day, right? Like, by yes. ethics, et cetera, et cetera. That's a very profound, uh, you know, I would say, perspective. You know, and know, go
1: ahead. Yes, yeah, okay. And, and you know, as as a Muslim, you're providing that solution, but at the same time, you're receiving wealth from people. Uh, people are giving you money for your service or your product. Yes. But uh, as a Muslim, you're gaining twice because you're saying, oh, I get this money, I get this material benefit. But in the Al- Al- Akhirah, you get paid as well for your work yeah,
0: that's if the- you
1: have the right intention. So it's... Uh, you're more motivated than anybody else, really, to to make an impact.
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, you just raised a very interesting point. Is it said earlier, like there, this is there is this 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 side of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that I mean majority of the Muslims are not aware of. Because when we look at the history, when we look at the era uh, we look at Prophet Salaam as a kind of spiritual leader, right? His mm-hmm. humility his uh, generosity towards orphans and the needy, and I mean, it's my personal observation. Just correct me if I'm wrong. We seem to focus on that a lot. I'm not saying we shouldn't. We should, but at the same time, when it comes to money issues, as a, as, as a community, as an ummah, we kind of try to avoid it. We kind of would say, "Hey, just we, uh, we just try to say, hey, don't worry about it, money. Just just kind of." At least it seems to be like we kind of not on purpose, but some kind of subconsciously, we as Muslims we try to choose the life of um, to live a life in a kind of very, very like base, bare minimum. Do mm-hmm. you also do you also follow me? What I am trying to say, especially uh, in our cultures, we say, "Hey, don't try to get rich. Being rich is kind of uh, you know kind of frowned upon." And uh, so, what I am trying to say to you is, we have, I mean. At least from my perspective, as an Ummah, we have a kind of not correct mindset. Mindset when it comes to wealth, we look at it as kind of, uh, kind of evil. Like, just do you, do you agree with me on that point or? Oh, absolutely. Or yes. am, am, I, am, <laughs> I, am I am I kind of? Uh, <laughs> and and uh,
1: if if you watch the the life of the Sahaba, uh, there there were ten that were promised Jannah in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, ten is in a right? The
0: ten promised uh, people, like Sahab.
1: Yes, yeah. Yes, and uh, if you look, the majority of them were wealthy people, like Abu Bakr mm-hmm. anhu. people like Saad Ibn and Uthman Abdurrahman. Radiallahu hmm? Uthman Radiallahu Anhu was also. And, anhu. and Uthman they were very very wealthy. We, we had the poor Sahabas as well, but we forget some of the Sahabas were very, very wealthy as well, and had a major impact. They were known for their iman, but they were also known for spending in Allah's way. So my question is this, how will you spend if you don't have? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it it makes sense for Muslims to be very, very wealthy, like Abu Bakr Siddiq or Usman. um, And what you are saying is, Today we have this mindset of, oh, let me just make enough, right? Uh, let me not get too rich because it's somehow bad. Mm-hmm. But if you watch, um, what what I think is coming from is that Muslims at one point, like 200 years after the birth of Islam, they became extremely wealthy. Very, very wealthy. Even slaves had... Uh, entire areas belonging to them. They, they would have uh, castles and everything. Muslims were very, very wealthy at one point. And then people saw that uh, they were too focused on the dunya, so they tried to shy away from that dunya. That's how we see all this literature about shying away from the dunya. But today, it's different. If if you are poor and then you say, oh, let me shy away from the dunya, it doesn't really make sense, mm-hmm. you see? Sure. Because, uh, yeah, the, that's just my opinion, how okay. it comes
0: from. Okay. I mean, t- I mean we just discussed uh, entrepreneur, What's a Muslim entrepreneur is. What's your opinion about, do you think every Muslim should try to become an entrepreneur? And if you think so, why? If not, then why not? So what's your opinion about that?
1: Okay, I'll tell you the response I got from uh, Mr. Mujibur Rahman in Doha. Okay. Uh, He's a great entrepreneur. He made uh, millions and millions of dollars with with his brother in the construction business Mm -hmm. in uh, Doha, Qatar. Uh, They make skyscrapers, etc. Very successful, mashallah. And at one point, uh, he was imprisoned because the politicians got into his way. Uh, they were so powerful that even the prime minister would line up to get to his office. That, that's how rich they were at one point. But then they became a threat to the government. So they were imprisoned for two or three years. And, and he came out, but he said it was beneficial for him. You see, as a, as a Muslim, you should know that sometimes you get obstacles, you can't do everything right and still get people to accuse you of something or take your money, etc.
0: It reminds me of the Prophet Yusuf's story.
1: Subhanallah, so yes. <laughs> that, that's so correct. That, that's so correct. And, and then he said it benefited him because he became more religious. He, he had time to think about Allah, etc. And I asked him, what do you think about Muslim entrepreneur? He said, uh, every Muslim should be in business. That's his words. Exactly. Every Muslim should do business. Because that's when you depend on Allah instead of depending on your boss to give you a paycheck. Because you see the mindset of um, having a job, there's nothing wrong with having a job. I, I think many people should start that way to get experience. But as as a As a next step to become really fully dependent on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, you need to become an entrepreneur because you're not depending on the creation, you're not depending on someone else to provide for your family, Uh, a a fixed income. Really, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, you know exactly how much you will be making in January. Okay, if you are uh, an employee, but as an entrepreneur you solely depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then you develop that mindset of relying on him, on asking him.
0: That's that's very profound. So what, it's, it's very what, different. So this is what this brother was saying, be an entrepreneur so you can be practical about your sustenance and only depend on Allah instead of depending on other people, right?
1: Instead of depend, depending on other people. Exactly. And, and also, there is the wealth that comes from trading because yeah. most of your risk is really uh, based on trading and not on a fixed salary. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's very, very, very thoughtful uh, observation, I would say. It's, I mean, my also what, what I would add personally is um, you, I'm sure you've heard about the uh, Muslims' hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes, so, I hear about that,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in this uh, pyramid, he discussed, there are, like, every human being, and all the Muslims, every mu- human being has basic needs, right? Like, very, like, food, air, sex, shelter, etc., etc. And as you go up about this level, the first basic needs, then safety needs, I'm not going to go into detail, then you get to love, etc., etc. The more you move up to the level, he discussed, like... The, the in the top level, the self actualization. You cannot. What he was trying to say to you is, look, I mean, if you want, you don't really fully live your potential life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you have to go up above those levels. But if you if you look at the uh, the life of a person who goes for a job or who works for somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, their income is limited. Uh, they're just doing that and they have to be there at that time at that point uh, mm-hmm. and, and Of course it could sometimes it, this could this job could be something they enjoy I, I have nothing against of course I, we need employees to do this But unfortunately mm-hmm. the majority of the time it's not only about Muslims. It's about the humanity mm-hmm. People go to jobs from 95 which they don't like which I kind of sometimes hate they live from weekend to weekend You know, they're just waking waiting for the Friday and they mm-hmm. really hate go to the Monday and I think as a human being and also, as a Muslim, that type of life is not for us. as you said, Allah Subhanahu is excellent, and He loves excellence. If you, I mean, mm-hmm. as everybody knows, we are here for a limited period of time. We mm-hmm. want to. We want each of us, right? As you know, we are unique. We have a unique set of skills to mm-hmm. to actualize what we are here to do, and to do that, we need to raise above those levels. And to raise above the levels is actually requires us to be free of depending on someone else and providing so for ourselves in being proactive. And that's the only way, I think, we can, as Muslims and as humans, reach our human potential and be shining examples of, of what this beautiful religion teaches us. And I think that's why one of, the, one of the reasons, I think, every Muslim should try to be an entrepreneur, and should try to actually go above those levels, inshallah.
1: Inshallah, yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, we we are just getting a lot of tendencies, but I think so far it's been really, really good. I mean, let's let's, um, discuss that. Can you just tell us, uh, listeners, the book is called Uh, The Muslim Entrepreneur and 10 Success Principles from the Greatest Muslim Entrepreneurs. Is it possible for you to kind of either just mention the top three or top one, or just you can briefly mention top ten principles, and so it's kind of some kind of teaser for the listeners, so they can, if you want to go and discover and read it, read the whole book later. And by the way, for the uh, listeners, you just have to wait a little bit, like 10 minutes before we finish the interview, and we're also going to, inshallah, we're going to give away like 50... um, 50 special um, free digital copies of the book via Kindle, uh, but um, after we <laughs> dive into this question. So tell us, uh, Brother Umar, about uh, either 10 principles in briefly, or tell us one or two what you think is could be interesting as a teaser for Okay,
1: okay, yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm really excited to, to be telling you about this because uh, it, it's very simple principles you can apply today, starting today to really take your life to the next level. Uh, you get the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So the so first one we touch upon it is uh, the Muslim advantage. What is the advantage the Muslim has over everybody else in order to become an entrepreneur or become very, very wealthy? And uh, this is the foundation of a chapter. And then I go into the success philosophy in Islam. What makes the Muslim entrepreneur successful? What are their thinking patterns, etc.? And then I go into attitude. What is and this is based on uh, the prophetic attitude. What's the uh, Sunnah? What, what the Prophet Sallallahu as an entrepreneur himself, taught us. Uh, and then I go into details about uh, entrepreneurs living today that are making a big fortune. What, what do they think about that attitude? Then, oh, this is one of my favorite chapters, really. I talk about belief, right? Mm-hmm. What is the belief system of the Muslim entrepreneur? Uh, it's, it's a very, very powerful chapter. And then, uh, uh, because in that chapter, we talk about the ayah of success, with, and uh, many, many other things. Um, chapter 5, I talk, about, I talk about goals, what, what are the, uh, the importance of goals. Every, every kind of book you open, you see the importance of goals. But what makes the difference between the Muslim entrepreneur, how, how he sets his goals, how high they are, etc. So a very powerful chapter. And then I talk about the power of the group. This is a notion you won't find anywhere else. Uh, the importance of lineage, knowing about your family, uh, being deeply rooted in, in your tribe, mm-hmm. and then around the Muslims as a community as well. Uh, we talk about how the hand of Allah is with the group, etc. Uh, it's a very, very powerful chapter. And then we talk about uh, ch- chapter 7, some of uh, the persistence you need in order to succeed, and the habits, the daily habits you need to adopt uh, in order to be very, very successful. And then we talk about uh, the critical skills you need uh, as a Muslim entrepreneur. So there are things that you need in order to be extremely successful, whether it's computer skills, or communication skills, sales skills, okay, I talk about many, many uh, different things that you need, the tools you need in order to succeed. And then I went into wealth building strategies, <laughs> this is also one of my favorite chapters, because it gives you something practical, really, to start today, start making money, whether it's on the internet, manufacturing, business, um, real estate, etc. So those are your principles here.
0: That's awesome. Um so I think, you know, when I was when I got to book, I, I was posting in one of the social networks uh, and I was asking you some can do and I maybe have questions. There are two questions people ask and I will ask them so I promised them to ask so I'm gonna ask them now. So one of okay. the one of the one of my friends, um, he was asking, uh I think his question is, you know, if you want to do some business in the Middle East, some people say that it's a good idea to be a kind of um Get a sponsor from the ruling classes, ruling family. Probably he means, um, is it is it something we have observed by talking to these uh, great Muslim entrepreneurs, or they did it on their own? So what he's asking is, is it easier if you probably uh, get a sponsor from the ruling families, especially in Middle East, or you can also do it on your own? I think that's the question. What's the okay? B-
1: brilliant question, brilliant question. Uh, what I would say is, read the book. There is. There is a story of Mr. Mujibur Rahman from Qatar, mm-hmm. and he's a gentleman where the, even the Prime Minister of, of Pakistan would line up to get to his office because they created a multinational,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the Redcock Corporation. And in, in his story, he talks about how he builds the business. No connections, okay? Okay. He started from scratch with his brother. They, They would go door to door, uh, looking for people that were building, that were were in the construction business, and they would fulfill their orders, okay, Uh, supply them with material, etc. And within a short two years, they secured uh, eighteen hundred clients. That's how they started in business. And I asked him, "Well, are you from some kind of noble family?" I mean. How did he get uh, so big in Qatar No, He, he started from scratch, like everybody else, okay? Um, don't have that limiting belief. Just go out there and make it happen. Obviously once you get into millions or billions of dollars of revenue, yes, uh, you might have to know a politician or two, but uh, at the beginning you don't need any of that.
0: I see. Thank mm. you. So, the, another question is uh, another sister was asking, what advice do you have for the first time self publishers who want to top the chart? And I, I assume your book is, Alhamdulillah, is, um, is one of the top charts in some of the countries. Just briefly mention that and how was your experience to, uh, uh, to get there and what would you advise to new self uh, self publishers? I mean, in their book, I mean, probably books, publishers to top the chart as you did.
1: Oh, yes, uh, that's a very good question because I truly believe every single one of us has a book inside of them. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> M- Most people I talk to want to write a book because they have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. They've been brought up, especially, they, ha- they come from different countries. So what's your country of origin?
0: Uh, my country's origin is Uzbekistan.
1: Yeah, so you know so, so much more than me, I've yeah. never been to that part of the world, you see. Yeah. So really, there are so many things to write about that people don't know and should know about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how to ch- top this chart? Alhamdulillah, uh, we've been Amazon bestseller, number one in uh, Canada and the UK. Um, awesome. it, it, it was a very uh, amazing experience, uh, mashallah. And what I would advise you is just write your book, okay? I started without knowing anything about publishing, you see? But I just had that, uh, that desire to make those stories known, and, and just, just write your book first, okay? I, uh, I'll be teaching a course on uh, how to really get it done very, very quickly, because that's what I did. What works for me? Uh, mm. Check, check it out, and then once you write your book, uh, there are things to do like uh, legally, etc., copywriting, and then uh, get your cover. Uh, I go into those steps. Get a killer cover, really. Okay. Uh, don't don't do it halfway. Make it really, really good. And then uh, once you launch it, you can launch it on Amazon. It is free. And uh, just to top the chart, you need people to engage into your book. So if you can get reviews, uh, et cetera, get people to share it, that's, that's very helpful. But you need to do it very, very quickly because one, one tip that will serve you is uh, if you want to top the chart, whether, whether it's uh, New York Times or Amazon, you need to do sales very quickly sure. in, in a short period of time. That's how you stop chart.
0: That sounds good. And uh, I will uh, convey your message to the sister who I was asking the question. That sounds good. Um, as a final note, uh, before we wrap up this interview, I'm just going to say to our listeners, and I was talking to Mar, and was going to do something special to our listeners. So what we're going to do is, as you know, usually we post this interview on, a, on the blog article. We also post instructions there. Uh, briefly, mm-hmm. I'm going to mention how it's going to work. Uh, you have two options. Either you can comment about because we want to give these books uh, only those who are commented, not everybody everybody who wants to read the book uh, so you have to of course you can every, anytime you can buy this from the Amazon even Kindle shop um, you can just have to search for a Muslim entrepreneur uh, and the other thing is those who want to get it free you have to do two things either, either of these things either you have to comment on the blog post and say I mean just you don't have to take exact details but just tell us what you are you want to do try something new you want to be a Muslim entrepreneur and we will get back you, will connect you with the brother Umar, or we will actually going to share his email on the blog, you can directly write to him and tell your idea what you want to do, maybe you can give you advice at the same time, he will, what he will do is he will give you the, the probably, uh, you will have to download the book and read it and uh, tell us your feedback and then he will fully it in front, uh, you, he will pull it in front whatever you pay, so this way you can... Read and benefit from the book free of charge, and from his advice as well. Inshallah. Uh, by having said that, inshallah. I say I'm um, I'm I'm really really grateful for your time for being here for your sharing your knowledge by inter- interviewing all these people, and may Allah reward you and may Allah put barakah in your in your sales of your books and you know conveying your message to even. Even more, and more Muslims to come because I think we need more people like you to share the success stories. So we are more, we have more Muslims inspired in getting into entrepreneurship space. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything, Brother Umar, you'd like to? Uh, I, have, I have, I have, I should have asked. I haven't ask, or you also maybe you want to mention where listeners can find out more about you and your book.
1: Uh, okay, jazakallahira. It was really an honor to to talk to you. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy it, and you go into detail. That's something that that I like about you. You you really dig into the fine points, and uh, alhamdulillah. Uh, It was a a pleasure to connect with every single one of you, really, and for those uh, who ask questions. Again, uh, once you comment, I'd be happy to give you a free Kindle copy. Uh, What I would like to add, is that there are Muslim entrepreneurs that are making billions and billions of dollars, really, this day. I know when you watch TV, etc., you see so much negativity. Mm -hmm. But know that there are Muslims that are very, very successful. Reach out to them. Uh, My second advice is uh, get into entrepreneurship. Just forget about the negativity that's out there, okay? You believe in yourself, Yes, really, I believe in you. I believe that you can get it done. Uh, you have something special in you, and uh, just 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 share the message, share uh, your talent with the world, and you will make a difference, inshallah. And he, uh, the ummah will benefit, will benefit the most. The ummah needs you. The ummah needs your contribution. Alhamdulillah.
0: That's awesome is awesome. The one last thing before I mention, I think he has also a website. You can check out his website. www.the-muslim-entrepreneur.com You can go there, visit there, and find out more about Brother Umar. Brother Umar, thank you again. I'll reward you and uh, talk to you some other time again. As-salamu wa